Welcome back. Episode. <laughs> we couldn't well. figure out who was going to say welcome back. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I was going to say it. I was just pausing uh-huh. for dramatic, dramatic effect. effect. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, welcome back. <laughs> well, no, it's my turn. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. Episode nine. Ten. 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 Double nine. digits. <laughs> we made it. I'm going to be. Thanks, folks. You got us here. You we wouldn't have made it. Not without, without you. Uh-huh. The nope. support of the people. Mm-hmm. The little people who put us up here on this. We're stepping on. <laughs> on this double-digit pedestal, pedestal. So thank you. We're like on the tiniest little ladder that you like step a stepping stool. We're on a stepping stool. We're, we're like children. Yeah. <laughs> so we're basically babies. Yeah. Masquerading as people. That's right. So to celebrate episode ten, we saw. Avengers Endgame. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and here I, to sw- I swore like a week or two ago we would never do. And you then- were talking for yourself. I told you I thought Infinity Wars was okay, fun. Well, I told I'm you all I wasn't about that do fun. It. Yep, but we did it. Yeah. At my suggestion because I decided I wanted to be a part of the cultural. Yeah, experience. you got that um FOMO. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah that's pretty much it. But <sighs> we're no, not we reviewing had- that. No, but- we actually we did watch a scary movie this week. Uh, yeah. You want to say what it is? Yeah, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Highest grossing film, right? Not, not quite, but oh. it's almost there. Did it beat out Avengers, or sorry, Avatar? Avatar? It's got a couple hundred million more to go. It might have made it oh. by, the, by this weekend. Oh, I don't know. No. Um, no, we watched the um, the Babadook. Yeah, that's right. Which um, I am doing housekeeping. So just, It was the most obvious, you- the most obvious clues this week. We had more people actually guess it this week than we've ever had before or at least acknowledge that they knew it. Yeah, they're it. like, we get it, okay? We know what it is. It's like, well, then why don't <laughs> They're you... not clues. Yeah. <laughs> just it's because I started so hard with Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it was like, here's a shot from a deleted scene and here's <laughs> the armadillo in the road, I think was fairly... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Lately, I've just been sort of... Plopping them down. Yeah. Like, Remember this? <laughs> what? But no, can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let me clean house. Um, the Babadook. It's a 2014 Australian horror film, um, written and directed by Jennifer Kent. It was her directorial debut. It was based off of a 2005 short film she wrote and directed as well, called Monster. Um, it stars Essie Davis, Noah Wiseman, Daniel Henshaw, Haley McElhenney, Barbara West, and Ben Winspear, which is just all that they have listed on La Wikipedia, but I would say it's mostly Essie Davis and then also Noah Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, there ultimately aren't that many people in this movie uh, anyways, but they're definitely the mother and the son, Amelia and Samuel. The mother and the son, which is fitting because today, day of recording, is Mother's Day. That's right. So we watched a very cheery family film. Oh, my. I also saw this movie with my mom when it came out, and we had a very emotional experience watching it. Not because we've ever had a relationship where one of us was choking the other out or something or shooting them with a dart. Spoiler. Yeah, Um, spoiler. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) It's only been out for five years, William. Yeah, I know. But because of, you know, there's a lot of symbolism. There this is, is. This is. I've said it before on this show. There's a big art house horror movie every year. Yeah, this, you said it while we were watching it. I was like, this slightly has hereditary vibes. And you were like, yep, there's a big art horror movie that always gets 
critical acclaim that year, and this one was 2015's. And then I looked it up, I was like, it was made in 2014. What the f- are you talking about? Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> Do you like how I censored myself? Yeah, yeah. It was great. But yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just being snotty now. But yeah, yes. You're just a big baby. Well, whatever. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. You're still a child. <laughs> Anyways. It was scary. It is scary, and it's got, as I said, it's got a lot of symbolism. Can we focus on the symbolism for two seconds before Well, should we, we just do the plot real fast? Yeah. So, spoiler. <laughs> We've already... Uh, no, give a general overview first. So, just general overview, no spoilers. It's basically a mother and son. Um, the dad died while the mother... Oh, on the drive to the hospital to yeah. give birth to the son, whatever. Which is why this she is... has trauma around yeah, her son's birthday. Yeah, which is what's and it's up. about to be her son's birthday, and uh, the son finds this mysterious book on his bookshelf. She called... also mentioned that the son, throughout the beginning of the movie, has a lot of like erratic and sort of dis- disturbed, quote, air quote, disturbed behavior, where he's like seeing monsters and like constructing these intricate contraptions. He's convinced to, there like, are monsters, fight. yeah. But like as she points out. Somebody says all kids see monsters, and she says not like these. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a fair summary of it. He's got something a little special. There's yeah going on. Yeah, and they, uh, he finds this book on his bookshelf called Mister Babadook, and she starts to read it to him, but then it's horrible. It's about this monster coming in and With basically a top hat and yeah, like long knife fingers and wanting to kill you or you're gonna wish you were dead type of thing. And then the book keeps coming back, and the monster seems to be real. That's like an overview of the film. I would say all of that is in the trailer. There, are no, there's nothing spoilers there. Now, getting into spoiler territory. <laughs> <laughs> it like okay, so the whole thing. Maybe this is just the way you talked about it to me before we even before we even did this podcast. Like you talked about this being like one of your favorite movies, and it meaning a lot to you and your mom and. Oh, like it's symbolism. Um, and I wonder if that kind of got in the way of my viewing experience because I thought it was really good. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I think I, now that I'm basically um, an expert in horror films, <laughs> I think my type is more plot driven than just like, ah, that's my sound effects for jump scares. Well, I'm, I'm sure some of that has to like I think most of the movies that I would be in, I've picked so far mm-hmm. or been inclined to pick are like more more of that vibe. Right. Okay. Because those are the kind I like too. So oh, you know. Yeah. Look at us having similarities. <laughs> okay, but I think the symbolism might have slightly ruined it for me because you had talked about, and this was like years ago that you talked about this, yeah. but about the symbolism that I was very much caught up in the Babadook being a metaphor for her mental illness which it so obviously is which is like brilliant but i got very caught up in the logistics of it like is the babadook really in my mind it was in her head manifesting and she was really just mentally ill and then i was just i don't know i I just got caught up in it like there are parts where the boys being picked up by nothing supposedly the babadook and being slammed against the wall and i was just like but how did it really happen because she's seeing it that way but what is actually going on like i got i got too far in my own head about it and i realized at one point i was like just stop emma you're not helping yourself like that's not the point of the movie i know what you mean though i mean because it's like especially because i think even without me having told you about some of that before before we watched it 
I can see how that would have happened because um, I think I was sitting too far away from the microphone. Uh, <laughs> Come closer. I think it's very clear that the mother is like losing her mind, and there's like yeah, there's a she, scene there is a there's snap. a scene where she um, sees these cockroaches coming out of the wall, and then like the child protective services people come and then the hole's not there anymore so i think stuff like that makes you start to wonder like many good horror movies do if what's going on is like unreliable narrator stuff like if she's just seeing things that aren't there yeah um and this stuff with the cops too when she says like oh there's this book but i burned it you know like they don't believe her you know stuff like that so um it's sort of fair to question the properties of this monster and like what it can and can't do um oh well no i'm not saying i wasn't in my mind there wasn't a monster at all it was just her which at the end then contradicts and it made more sense but while i was watching it i was just like she's the monster so she the one really throwing him against the wall what's happening well i think that if you're gonna buy into the metaphor there's like a monster the Babadook, which is like depression, trauma, grief, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's looming and it wants to get in. As right, it says. And that's the and whole then, thing is she's in denial. She's just, she said it to her sister at the birthday party at the beginning. She's like, I don't talk about him. What yeah. else do you want? And, and I was so, like, no, you must. That's so, the way to make things better. And so then at the, toward the end, she lets it in and then is consumed by it. And she becomes the monster briefly. Oh, okay. And then she expunges it again through barf yeah and then has to at the end of the movie basically says i'm this is me this is myself my house i'm bigger and stronger than you and it runs to the basement and then she and then she goes in the epilogue to the movie it stays in the basement she goes and confronts it and feeds it and takes care of it yeah like a healthy mental illness mm-hmm. treatment yep which i thought was acknowledging really nice. it's there taking care of it. it it it's you know it's not like groundbreaking stuff but it's very cleverly done with a good message yeah i mean i think the whole thing where she actually has to check in on it and give it food and take care of it it's really nice because if it had all just ended where she was like i'm stronger than you and mm-hmm. it just like poof disappeared i would have been like f you that is not yeah, it would have been dumb. Yeah, that's not mental health. Like, I've I've long said mental health is like cutting the grass. Yeah. It's like keeping your yard nice and tidy. Yeah. There's but upkeep. I, but I think, I, we've laughed about this before because I seem to do this every time. And I know Hereditary came out after this movie. Right. But it's clever, like Hereditary, um, in particular in regards to the familial trauma stuff. Because mm-hmm. really at the core of the movie is like how this... Like, Samuel just finds the Babadook book on his shelf, and he's clearly going through some shit at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And that's, like, I think is some sort of metaphor, if you will, for the the inheritance of this kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. And then... You mean, do you think it's commenting on, like, mental illness being genetic? Or? Yeah. Like, it's in the... And she's like, well, how did you get this? He's like, it was on the shelf. It's just part of him. Yeah. It's always there and it's Oh interesting. And that's that's why it's a it's a group fight. Them they're both fighting it together. Yeah. And the movie also does an interesting thing where the Baba Duke because you're clearly in the mother's shoes. And so in the beginning when the Baba Duke is torturing Samuel, you don't see it. It just seems like he's insane. Which, yeah. it, interestingly, a lot of people don't like this movie because they think that that kid's too annoying or something. I know, you made a comment about that while we were watching, and I... I think it's 
because he's a good actor. I mean, I work with <laughs> first graders, which it says he's he's like six he's in old yeah whatever, he's so. in first grade. Like the kids I work with are like six, seven, and uh, yeah, no, I mean they're not all like Samuel, obviously, but the, like I didn't think he was overdoing anything or was like overly annoying. Like they're little kids. Yeah, yeah. But, I thought it was realistic. But the I thing I like say. about the movie is that like the mother gets the kid treatment. Because she's, again, she's in denial about herself. So she gets the kid treatment. And then, like, partway through the movie, there's this switch. He's sort of gotten some of the help he needs. Not all of it, but some of it. And he becomes way less annoying and becomes much more sympathetic as the mom becomes the one who's falling apart. Because yeah. she has not done anything to take care Which of herself. Which was heartbreaking to watch when, like, little kids are having to become caretakers. Like, well, that's that, so sad to me. Yeah, and that's that's the stuff that makes this movie really heartbreaking. Like, the scenes where she's yelling at him or just being unnecessarily frightening. Yeah. It's it's really alarming stuff. I And that, that like, I hadn't watched this and movie in a few years. It's like, there are some truly disturbing bits And in trying this movie. to cope, like, with her own anger. Like, she goes back and forth and calls him, like... A little shit or like and tells gives him to him get ice away. Cream and then, yeah, yeah, like all up and down and it was horrible to watch, but at the same point, like I just I don't know, I think kids are very much presented as like a gift or like little angels that will just make your life better. But I'm sure I mean, we don't have kids, but that there would be a lot bringing somebody else into the world and like you're no longer the your own number one person that you're looking out for like especially whenever you lost your partner on the same day yeah and that that's why like there's a scene where um uh the other amelia works at like a nursing home and a male nurse there played by daniel henshaw who i mentioned to emma very good actor and i'm very sad he hasn't been in more movies he was in this movie called the uh, snowtown about these murders in australia true story really grim movie but he's did i watch that no, no i don't think so but he's really good in it anyways he agrees to take uh time like c- cover amelia's shift so she can go be with her son um because she says something about how he's feeling ill or yeah something. And she's worried about it but know. then she just takes the day and goes to the mall and gets ice cream and just like bees by and is by herself yeah and you that's another thing that's really good about this movie is that like many other good movies, it do, it does a lot of storytelling without telling you what it's saying. Yeah. You just see it happen. And so, like, you actually, like, I don't know. There's something just much more satisfying about that. When, when you don't have to be spoon-fed the information, you can just sort of see, you know, pretty plainly that this woman just needs, she's, need, she's exhausted. She needs a break. And yeah. you feel for her. Not just needs a break. She needs therapy. Well, yeah. But I think we all need therapy. Yeah, but she her. she has no means. She goes to her job. and to then care she care for herself. Yeah, and, and then cares for her son all through the night. Barely gets to sleep. Barely gets any time to be, yeah, alone. And eventually just bubbles over into the events of the movie, which are quite horrifying. I, I'm... I'm very impressed that this was this woman's first movie. I think that there are some scenes where Jennifer like, Kent, the director, yeah, writer director. <laughs> yes, there are some scenes where like the the because I think they made it for like two million bucks and yes. I think there are some scenes where it shows a little bit like uh, the Babadook is never really that scary. 
Well, the Babadook, though, is presented entirely through practical effects. It's like stop motion or... Yeah. Uh, so I think that's Which pretty cool. Which is cool. I'm just saying it wasn't scary. It wasn't like a... Ooh. I don't know. Is I it think haunting? That... Is it creepy? Yes. I'm just saying it didn't seem like a jump scare to me. Well, I don't think it's supposed to be a jump scare, well, but I'm... it's a scary fucking thing. Like... The scene, I, you know, I've seen this movie multiple times and I know, for the, knew for the most part what was coming. Um, a few bits I forgot. But there's the scene where she comes up from the basement after she sees that vision of her husband. Oh, yeah. And, like, the spooky mute, like, the shrieking violins build and it comes out of the kitchen. And then, like, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. And it, like, <laughs> shows its hands. That freaks me out. That, like, that is really scary. Um... But beside that, there are just several scenes where it's, like, a little more amateur. Like, when she see, sees the Babadook in the car, mm-hmm. and the camera work's just, like... Yeah. You know, you can just tell that it's, like, a little more cheaply made. But I think that all lends itself to the charm of the movie. I mean... Yeah. And, and so, the 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 film craft comes through even more clearly. Like, because you can't do everything with a, budge, with a budget that small, but you have to use what you got, and... This woman clearly did it very well. She was really talented and got some talented people. Yes. As well. I, um, This movie was, I think, it's very justified that it kind of got the success that it that it did. Like the acclaim. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think it was... Yeah. I don't, dis- <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I just... I feel like it kind of uses the genre of horror to... Like, even more so than Hereditary. Like, Hereditary becomes a horror movie very obviously at the end. With people cutting their heads off and new cult whatever. Yeah. This movie never really did that. And maybe it was because of the practical effects, but it never... It felt more like it was masquerading as a horror movie. No, I know what you mean. It felt more like... Haunted isn't even the right word. It was just a sad movie. Like, it could be just a sad family drama, but it needed... It was. It wanted to be like whimsical or whatever, and was using the horror genre to do that. Not in like a bad way. I'm not saying like they just wanted to be quirky, and so they made it. You know, it's a literal guy, whatever. But I, I don't know. I think I wouldn't have liked it if it was anything else than what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like if it was just a drama. Yeah, sort of. I mean, they were. Te- I get what you mean. I mean. Like, the dude who made Hereditary said that he wrote a family drama and then sold it as a horror movie because he knew they were easier yes, to make. Yes, and that's what I was thinking but, of, and that's what that felt like to me. But at the at the end of the day, I do feel... I, I get what you mean. Like, this movie... I'm sorry, I'm just spinning in circles. Hereditary, I've said before, take it's like two different movies, sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they work together, but Hereditary... Hereditary it starts out like a really grim family drama and then like in the last 45 minutes and especially in the last 20 minutes it turns into a much more like just straight up supernatural horror movie. Yes. Whereas this movie is like pretty consistent. Yeah. In its like horror movie with the message thing. Pretty consistent throughout except for she kills the dog. Like that was so that is so well, yeah, she goes a little over the top on that one. Like, I don't know. I think that that um, is at least done. It's done to just give some stakes to it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I guess, like, the ultimate 
fear of depression is like suicide or something. But in the context of the movie, the monster is gonna get them. And but but you, they clearly want it to be a happier ending or a more uplifting ending at the end. Um, but so, she's murdered a dog. I understand like, that, but, they, but they have to. But there have to be some stakes to make I it know, threatening. I know, the stakes the... don't pay off because at the end, she's just feeding it worms in the basement, and he's like, "How was it?" And she's like, "It was quiet today," and like, well, that's kind of it. Like, the I fact. I disagree with I don't that. Know. No, I okay. disagree. Well, because the stakes are that it just proves that it's an actual threat. Now, I mean, like the way that's articulated in the movie is that she kills the dog, which is sad. Yes, it's hard to watch dogs die. But, like, they weren't going to kill either of them. No, I know, but then there's no but it just proves that consequence the mon- for that. Besides that the dog is dead. Not that I wanted to see her, like, hauled away in handcuffs and him put into, like, foster care or something, but it... I don't know. Well, the consequence is that they know it's a threat. They know what it, the monster can do. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agree that it's, like, relative to the movie, a pretty, like, significantly violent moment. Mm-hmm. But I think it's done to simply illustrate that, like, if the Babadook gets you, some bad shit's actually going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah, no, know. I mean, you're right, and I don't disagree with you. Like, I liked this movie. I, there's just something that kind of scratches at me, just, like, a little scratch. It's, like, seeing mental illness bloom into like this monster that is kind of separate of you because she never really owns it like she takes care of it and it goes inside her at one point and possesses her but then it's completely outside of her and she only has to deal with it whenever she goes into the basement once a day to give it worms which is like I don't know. It's not like a huge thing. It was just something that I was kind of like. Well, I think it just depends on how you read it because, I mean. Yeah, and I guess if you're making the metaphor as like, it's actually a monster, like. But it's still a part of her. I see what you're saying, though, because if you choose to read it as like the monster is its own separate entity, then you're sort of seeing the, read it, the metaphor of mental illness detached Mm -hmm. from the person. But I think that like. That's just the presentation of the movie. It's still yeah. like inherently a part of her and a part no, of him because right. of the book on the shelf. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's That's... coming back. No, you're you're right. I just. I'm sorry. Can you? Can I get that in writing? Oh no! Wait, I I took it right back. <laughs> Great. I'm never gonna say those words. It's the second time you said them today. As a matter of fact, and I made that same joke. Yeah. What time. was the other time that I said that? Something. It's something at Target. Yeah. <laughs> People want to hear about our Target trips, so. That's a separate podcast, folks. Premium, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> no, I don't pay for that. I, I'm i trying to think because you're so rarely it's fine. right. We don't have to talk about this. Well, it's going to haunt me more than the movie. Well, Why were right. you right? It can't be. I Never mind. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's. Well, do you know anything about why the Babadook became like a, like a, gay icon yes okay because so, i just know that happened but is, i don't know yes anything i don't like it. horror movies here's meme culture so <laughs> netflix accidentally put it in their like gay oh, category okay. like it was under like lgbtq movies or whatever the babadook appeared there and people were like why and then they were like no oh, the explanation is that uh he's gay and he became like a gay icon. In fact, I think I've seen pictures of people dressed up as him at pride parades. That's incredible. Yeah. What a weird thing to have happen. <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, it was a mistake categorically. Well, I wonder if there's anything in the movie. I mean, I can't think of no, anything. No, there isn't. Okay. I'm sure somebody's made the case that there is. I'd be interested to know what that yeah, case Yeah, well, not is. Netflix. <laughs> well, whatever. I, I guess it's just, it's nice, though, that the Babadook could be reappropriated for something so positive. <laughs> what is it saying on the Wikipedia page that you're... What do you mean? I oh, just... I thought you were, like, looking at the Wikipedia page and being like, explain this cultural thing. No, no, I was looking at the art editing. Does it say anything about it? Yeah, there's the a subsection page? of it. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll read that later, but Okay. I don't think know that there's going to be any significant yeah. information in there. I, d- I mean if I you think happen it's a to, funny if you thing. happen to have any information about why you the listener what? have any information about why the Baba if the Babadook has a, a queer subtext that we're not aware of, please let us know. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> what a cheerful one to watch for Mother's Day. I know. Happy but, Mother's Day to my, my mom and your mom. But my mom loves this movie. So, yeah, I know. So she'll enjoy it. Yeah. We should have had her talk about it. Well, she'll be on soon enough. I know. I do. Hopefully, we'll have Blaine on as a guest because he's Oh, yeah. We have Blaine s- slotted in for a guest spot. Hopefully soon. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. But Did you know gonna... that? No. He didn't know. Well, he knows now, so we'll tell him a little bit later, but because we can't spoil the movie. Yeah, that's right. We we, we we give clues. So, do you want to talk about social media? Just give that. Oh yeah, yeah. We give we give clues Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is when we release our episodes. So we put our clues on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at We Watch Dead People. Except for on Twitter, the the people is spelled PPL. Because <laughs> we're with it, as you said once. Yeah. Well, and we needed the handle only allows so many characters. So. That too. Yeah, we just did the uh, abbreviation. So. Yeah. yeah, but I actually don't know what we're watching next week. I can't remember. So we'll have me to, neither. We'll have to fill ourselves back in, and well, it doesn't matter because they're not. We're not going to tell them, so it doesn't matter. Well, they'll get clues. That's also true. Yeah, you'll yeah. get clues on Friday, starting on Friday. So. So please follow us, and also like message or email us or whatever and give us suggestions because we've gotten some good ones so far yeah i actually got one right before we recorded so. oh really yeah emma oh. shore oh Shout thank, out. You. thank you emma shore yeah hats off babadooke top hat off yeah yeah you like that no one else is gonna get it <laughs> well people who've seen the movie will get it no but the whole hats off oh i didn't even mean it like that oh i did uh, okay it's a college newspaper joke okay anyways <laughs> we, we <laughs> we've got cool. off yeah, we've gone yeah. off the rails yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this has been our episode on the Babadook. Thank you for listening. Thank you. It's been We Watch Dead People. I'm Will. It's a bad one to watch for Mother's Day. Or a great one. Yeah. I guess there's no, there's no like horror movie about family relationships where you're like, aww. (laughs) Is there? Let's find it. Haunted Mansion. Oh my gosh. Amazing film. (laughs) That, I was scared of that film when I was little. That's how much I didn't like horror movies. I was convinced that it was one because it was kind of marketed as one. Two children. Just remember, like, my friend, my best friend from when I was little, Claire, her and I and her brother wanted to watch it, and I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, ran downstairs to the grown-up Halloween party below and was like, I can't do this. The Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World did freak me out when I was a kid, so. Oh, I've I never could. been to Disney. We'll have to fix that maybe sometime in the next 25 years. <laughs> yeah, when we have time and money to vacation. Okay, sorry. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We'll be here next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.